Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Amen. This is a family service. Do you understand? And it's good. So believe God to have a family. Amen. We are talking about husbands loving their wives. Ephesians chapter 5. We want to read verse number 25. And um, I am sharing. We've talked about wives submitting. I have a book which teaches 101 ways to love your wife in a particular way. Um, but I, I, I was wondering, I don't think that um, I will share all those 101 ways with you over here. Amen. So when we have a marriage seminar, we'll talk about that. Amen. But this is not a marriage seminar. It's a, it's a, it's a time where we are in church and we can learn from the word. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. As new men, verse 25, husbands love your secretaries, even as, sorry, verse 25, husbands love your girlfriends, even as, sorry, sorry, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, husband love your nurses, verse 25. Husbands love your mothers. Husbands love your sisters. Some people, some husbands love their sisters more than they love their wives. Is it true? And there's conflict between the wives and the sisters of the man. If you wanted to marry your sister, you should have married her. And the two of you will be together happily ever after. But if you want to marry your wife, then marry your wife. End of story. Amen. Amen. Some people love their mothers so much. It's good to love your mother. But the Bible says, husbands, love your wife, honor your mother and father. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, it's, it's good to love It's good to love your... I'm not saying you shouldn't love your mother. Of course you should love your mother. Who, who can be like your mother? Nobody can compare itself to your mother. Your mother is your mother. I mean, there's, there's nobody can sit in that chair. The chair of the mother is, cannot be occupied by anything or anyone. You must love her. But the Bible... When the Bible says, love your wives, it, it's trying to tell us that the love of a man, I mean of a husband must principally be directed towards his wife and when we have a lot of extended families and things like that you know uh, let's come back to let's come back to bible values amen we thank god for the extended situations but the bible is telling us husbands love your wife that means that your wife must be special she must be the princess some of you were so charmed by princess of will name your wife princess and just put her in your house and you have the princess right there it's 
No need to watch the television. Amen. You have a princess right at home. How many husbands are sitting by wives today? Give me a wave. Very few. Oh, then I'll stop preaching about that. Let's move on to another topic today because I think there are very few husbands in the church. Oh, you are here? Potential husbands. <laughs> Potential husbands are complaining. Okay. All right. So, husbands are supposed to love you. Now, all these things, they are training for the future. For those of you who are not husbands, and those of you who are wives must know what to expect. Amen. Amen. Now, the next thing is that you must understand that the Bible is giving us the things to emphasize. Now, I want to say something that I have noticed that many people who are married over a long period no longer love their wives at all. I mean, they do not love their wives anymore. In fact, they actually hate them. And they dislike them. And many people who have been married for a long time, they just live in the same house if they are not divorced. And many husbands who have been married, many couples who have been married for a long time, either the husband has developed some other friendship on the side, apart from his wife, so that the the wife is there as the official wife. Then he has a bus load of girlfriends with whom he chats and with whom he has all other things and it is very common in our society especially if you become a big man to have a your wife and then the girlfriends on the side i call it combined marriage and adultery successfully combined marriage continuous combined marriage and adultery do you remember that i once preached about that successful combined continuous marriage and adultery it goes on successfully together it combines the condition of marriage and adultery and it's continuous and it's successful it works and it's a modification of polygamy it's just that it's just the new version is the uh, 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 version 97 or 95 polygamy 95 polygamy 97 successful write it down successful combined continuous marriage and adultery this is the standard thing that we have in our nation especially if you prosper and i believe we are going to prosper Amen the men. Amen Amen, the ladies. Now this is something that we must decide we will not have as part of our lives. Alright? Now this SCCMA is is that it? Is something that either produces children or doesn't. For instance, you have the children of the man and then you have some side issues one from here one from there one from there or three from another place three from another place and so on sometimes the wife doesn't know about it but most of the time she gets to know now i'm just trying to tell you that anytime you see something happening all around you do not say that it will not happen to you 
Rather, what you must know is that if it is happening, then it's something just around. And therefore, you must immunize yourself against it. You must analyze and find out why is this happening? What is the cause of this? May it not be my portion. If I am married, I pray that I will not have that experience. And now, things are a bit different from they used to be some years ago. Some years ago, if you have an affair with somebody who is not your wife and something bad is happening to you, basically the worst that can happen would be gonorrhea or syphilis. And gonorrhea, really, you just have some discharge and so on. And if you go for some injection, after a while it will go. The only problem that could happen would be shamoba. You know what shamoba is. After 20 years of having the gonorrhea, the patient will come back to the hospital and say, Doctor, Shamoba. That means the urine is not coming. And you'll find out that they have the, a big, what do you call it there, and it's from the gonorrhea. 20 years ago, gonorrhea, that has developed into a stricture of the urethra so the urine cannot come out. Are you here? You've gone home. Is it correct? Good. So you realize that basically that's all that can happen. But now there is a new danger. And the danger of human immunovirus AIDS. And that virus, when it gets you, you are dying. Alright, so when you marry and you mix, you, con- you do this successful combined continuous marriage and adultery, it may not be so successful after a while. Because you may come up with AIDS. And that is now a problem for people who are married to unbelievers. Because you, they know that the husband is going out. And there are some who don't mind. It's like, go out and do whatever you are doing. But at a point... It may not be as simple as that because you may suddenly find out that you are acquiring or contracting some deadly diagnosis. So we must understand that this thing is in the community. It is in the society. And therefore, we must live our lives to fight against it. We must decide that it's not going to happen to us. We must know why it happens because it doesn't just happen. Things don't just happen. Things develop... Do you think unbelievers, when they are marrying, they are not in love? They are very much in love. They, are, they, they won't intend to be happy and to live happily ever after. But the realities of marriage strike them as they go along. And certain things just, you know, develop. And marriage degenerates into this SCCMA condition I'm talking about. So you and I must know why and what it is that causes that. Amen. And husbands, you must know. You see, sometimes... Sometimes you, you are in something and something is driving you a certain way, but you don't know. And husbands, you must know. You see, the fact that the Bible is saying, love your wife, means that as life goes on, you can easily not love your wife. You see, it's three words. Love your wife. Number one, love. Number two, love yours. And then number three, love your wife. Number one, love. Number two, love yours. Not somebody else's. And number three, love your wife. Because you can easily love or you can easily hate instead of loving. Then when you love, you can easily love something that you shouldn't love. And then when you are loving, you can love you know, instead of loving your wife, you can love your something else. Like your maid. Your secretary. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. I'm talking about realities. I'm not talking about imaginary things at all. If you think I'm talking about imaginary things, you are joking. I'm talking about real life. We are young. But these are realities. 
When you are walking down a road and you see, well, well, listen to me, I've always had that attitude that anything you see happening to people, must know that it can happen to you. When I, was, when I did my own level, I did very well in maths. Maths. I, I, I prefer maths to reading subjects. But when I did my own level, I looked at those who had distinction in Hashimoto school and who came to sixth form with maths and did maths. And I looked at their results and I saw people that were ahead of me who did maths instead of biology. They had they would have A, A, and then for maths, they would have E. Or A, B, E. In fact, the best was E. E and D. Nobody was doing well in maths. And although I did well in maths, and I, I mean, my mock maths, at math, I had only 98% or 99%, something like that. I mean, you talk about maths. Dy, dx. Oh. What are you talking but, but when, I, when I looked at the situation, I realized that, you know, the trend was that all those who walked that way, this thing happened to them. They didn't do well. And they rather ended up doing something. So I said, no, I'll do biology. Although I don't like biology, I'll do biology. Because those who do biology seem to do well. So I just switched to biology. And I, I did well. My class, I was top. I'm not telling you what I got, but I mean, I did very well. I was the fifth person for interview in the medical school fifth or seventh, at least in the first ten. The first ten, no, there was not a question of whether you would come or not. It was just a formality. First ten, we were just taken. After that, they, they tell you, come and look at the notice board later for your results. But I tell you, when you see a trend, don't say you are special. You are not special. Young man, you are not special. Look at your father. And see the way you can easily go. Or your uncle. Amen. They don't think because you are born, you are born again, but you are born again, but you are a human born again person. <laughs> Haven't you seen born again people lying, stealing, killing, fornicating, committing adultery? All but with born again, because your flesh is not born again, so you are born again doing all these things. That's why marriage, although you are born again, can easily be a stormy marriage. Born again storms. So I believe one of the things that men have to understand, get, grasp in their spirit, is this simple scripture. Love. Love yours and love your wife. Not your anything. Because everybody as he goes through life has different things. You see, you have friends. I have friends. You have friends. But why does it love your friends? If you are a pastor, why does it didn't say love your church members? Love your wife. Minister to your church members. Amen. Are you here? The church is very quiet today. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Everybody has prayer partners. Ministry shepherds. People that you move with in the ministry. They are your members, your sheep, your friends. If you work, you have your secretary. In life, you can have you tell your friend, your old friends. Your, your, your nurse, if you are on admission to the hospital, you can have a nurse who looks after you. You're, you're, you're the person you work with, your colleague, your colleagues at work, your office mate, your colleagues in school. Everybody has some other things apart from his wife. Love your wife, your friend, your this, your this, your, your secretary, your everything, all that. But I said, love your wife. Amen. The very fact that he says love your wife means that you can easily love the other things. Amen. And the fact that he's saying that means that all men must sit up and decide to love. Now, the fact that he says love. How, why would God tell you to do something that you cannot do? Think about it. God is telling you something that to do something that you cannot. It's not something that comes upon you. It's not a feeling. 
This cannot never be a feeling because otherwise then you must pray. Lord, I pray for love. I pray for love. Ooh, I breathe in love now. Receive. Take it. One deep breath of love. No, it doesn't come like that. Just actually love. Decide to love and the love will come. That's why I believe almost anybody can marry almost anybody. You, you can decide to marry. What's your name? Gertrude. You could decide to marry Gertrude. You could decide. You could decide. I'm, I'm going to love her. I'm just, just going to decide. I'm going to love her. I'm not suggesting anything, but I'm just speaking. <laughs> Amen. Amen, the man. So, when the Bible says we should love, oh, it's a very deep command. It has so many implications. It implies that we, it's, the, it's rather the thing that doesn't happen. Many husbands love their work. Yeah. There are many men who love their work. I mean, I love my work. I have to be careful I don't love my work more than my wife. I mean, they are laughing right here in front of me as I'm preaching. All of them. All these wives. You can easily love your work more than you love your wife. This, this is real. But the Bible says, husbands, love your wife. Now, there are three special ways by which we should love our wives. Amen. All right. Three different types of love, I should say, by which God wants us to love our wives. So when you become a husband, remember, there are three compartments, different types of love by which you should love, with which we should, you should love your wife. Number one, the love of a friend. The love of a friend. If you read the reason why Eve was made in the first place, now, I know some women would not like to believe that, but women could easily not have been created. It's a deep statement. Write it down. Women could easily not have been created. In fact, women were created almost as an afterthought. <laughs> I know some people are fighting with me right there. The Bible says God made man, and then he finished. And he, he just analyzed it. What God was doing a review time. God was doing a revision of all the things that he had made. And he had, he had completed his work. I mean, he was, he was, he was happy. But then he, he reviewed the mountains. He reviewed the Abwasi mines. And he reviewed the mines in Johannesburg. Johannesburg is a, is a gold mine. And the whole country is a gold. I mean, everything. When we drive, it's like Abwasi. Just all these big mountains of uh, golden dust all around. It's just a, it's a gold mine. I mean, God looked at Johannesburg and he saw everything was good. He looked at Accra and said, fine, I've got enough here. To make the place blessed. He looked at Cape Coast. Everything was perfect. He looked at the mountains. Abri mountains. Everything was in place. He looked at the Lake Busum Tree Dam. He realized that good, this will give good tourism uh, money for Ghana. He looked at the Cape Coast castles. Uh, no, no. Not the castles. He didn't make the castles. He looked at all the things that he made. And he said, oh, it's great. But then when he got to the last creation, that was man. He realized that man was a perfect creation. But there was something lacking. So he realized that that woman was not there. And he said, I need to get a companion for the, 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 the man. And then he decided, oh, let me just try and make a modified version of the man. Who can be with the woman? Oh, is it not so? God said, and it's not good that he should be alone. I don't even have to read it. You all know that it's in the Bible. It's not good that he should be, he should be alone. Then he decided to make woman. So he took something out of the side of man and he converted it into a woman. And then he said, ah, now things are going to be better. Because he realized that man could not talk with the leopards. Man was not at home with the tigers and, and, and the lions. I mean, they were under his control, but there was no real friendship. 
So, the first way by which God wants a husband to love his wife is the love of a friend. I believe many husbands are not friends with their wives. Yeah. That's why they are not happy. Amen. You can only successfully marry your friend. Write it down. You, you need to write that down and remember later. You can only successfully marry your friend. Somebody whom you, you talk with. Somebody whom you discuss with. Somebody whom you have a lot of things in common with. If you do not marry your friend, you, are, you can easily be an unhappy person for the rest of your life. You know how to know when people didn't marry their friends. When, when they didn't marry, often what happens, I notice it's common. You see the brothers, they have a lot of good sisters around, but they don't want any of them. They want somebody nobody knows. And somebody they themselves don't know. And they want to go and bring someone from somewhere and, and bring and introduce and say, this, uh, this person, I saw her at a convention. But marriage is not by sight. <laughs> so many people are not friends with their wife. They just married a beautiful girl. Chale, but the beauty there, the Bible says that the beauty there is useless. The <laughs> Bible says, I didn't say, beauty there, Chale, is useless. I mean, because beauty, no matter how beautiful you are, you are, just a, you are just an ordinary person. You are a woman. I mean, you are a woman. I mean, that's all. Just as a man is a man. No matter how beautiful your face is, you are you boil down to being a woman. You are you. When you take off your clothes, one, two, three, ah, you are equalized. You've met the equalizer. <laughs> Somebody said, what are you saying? Look, the Bible says... The, <laughs> The Bible tells us that when a man has married a wife or when a man has something to do with a woman and she becomes pregnant, the Bible says that he should marry her because he has humbled her. Even if he's not pregnant, he has married because he has humbled her. It, it, you are humbled. Marriage humbles women. They are humiliated in a certain sense. All the things that you have to do, imagine it. Nice person just walking. And then when you go home, you have to do things. I mean... The church is very quiet today. I think our time is up. I think I'll just close. There are many people who just look through the congregation, look at a beautiful face. Charlie, every woman is beautiful. Give me an ugly woman and I'll return her. I will take her somewhere, give her to one or two people, change her hairdresser, change her seamstress, change her dressmaker. Tell them that whatever it is, and then I'll return her to you and show you that. Do you see? They say, oh yeah, I would like to marry this one. Say, ah, it's the same person. Beauty depends on so many things. Give me one beautiful girl here. I'll just convert her into an Incati SLR on the road right now. I know what I'll do right now. And I'll just tell her, when you're coming, just begin to shout. It's a completely different person. I just cut her hair in a certain way. I just cut her hair in a certain way. And I just put certain clothes on her. And I said, when you are coming, just begin to shout. Yes, you come. You see, they're a completely different person. <laughs> Amen. Beauty there, Charlie, is useless. So after you marry, after you marry that beautiful person who is not your friend, 
you just be stuck with the person there's nothing to say i'll show you the characteristic when you come to such people's houses eh, this characteristic thing that you hear in those houses is silence silence there's no talking nobody says anything there's nothing to talk about silence then you will notice when a visitor comes that there's talking in the house oh hello how is it and they all the two unfriendly people will come out smiling <laughs> oh welcome oh you travel now okay yeah we can oh yeah all right okay then you're going we'll go and see you off when they go and see you off you come home you come back to the house boom silence everybody's moving around quietly batman and superman in the house <laughs> because you are not friends so you got to you see the first the reason why god made the woman was because the man was lonely so a man needs companionship people who are just alone there's something wrong god said it's not good so you need companionship and that companionship is part of the love that you are supposed to express to your wife all the days of your life and the wife is supposed to express that back so your marriage you you must want to go home to your friend if you don't want to go home there's something wrong i'm telling you straight away and if you marry you must have a home that you want to come back to chat with your wife to tell your wife what has happened for your wife to tell you what has also happened Amen. Amen. otherwise you're making a mistake straight away and you know what <laughs> you've got to marry your friend i believe that you, you, you see company everybody needs company you know some of the men who are at home are very beastly they don't say anything they don't have anything to say and their wife also doesn't have anything to say you just see those people talk your marriage you, you must want to go home to your friend if you don't want to go home there's something wrong i'm telling you straight away and if you marry you must have a home that you want to come back to chat with your wife to tell your wife what has happened for your wife to tell you what has also happened otherwise you're making a mistake straight away and you know what you've got to marry your friend i believe that you you, you see company everybody needs company you know some of the men who are at home are very beastly they don't say anything they don't have anything to say there's no friend at home there's a friend at work there's a colleague at work whom they can relate to but you just went for a beautiful thing that you maybe you see the beautiful thing in the choir ah choir i've not seen you today you see a beautiful thing in the choir just just beauty it's not by face so charlie look behind the beautiful faces you can find a tiger you can find king kong behind that beautiful face you can find tarzan the female version you can find bruce lee i tell you you can find Rambo himself coming to your house behind that beautiful face beautiful is beautiful but behind it you have no idea beauty Bible says it's useless but it, apart from being useless very deceptive very very deceptive many people felt sorry for princess Diana when she died and I did also I felt very sad but behind the beauty there's a story and when I was in South Africa I was watching a film on princess Diana just to put on the television and said, they are showing her life you know various things where she cut herself she threw herself down the staircase hysterical doing all sorts of things telling stories to the 
uh, friends to leak out so that they would know that the marriage is not really a happy marriage. I mean, you realize there's a personality there. I mean, a whole person. It's not a, it, but when you just see the photographs, wow, I mean, princess. It's not as simple as that. Behind the beauty, there may be something that you don't have no idea. You cannot marry beauty and you cannot talk to beauty. I want to tell you, marry your friend. I have married my friend. Yeah, my, my friend from school. 1982, when I went to school, I met her. Friend. Talking, chatting. Friend. Not just beauty, but friend. You can talk. Because some of you marry somebody, you, you understand politics, but the person doesn't understand. When you are talking about something, then the person will just be there. Uh, oh. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. It cannot help. When, when, when other visitors come and other friends come home, you can relate to and the person is talking, the person may just be quiet. Ah. Uh, oh. Ah. Uh. No, no. No. It cannot be. There must be more to it. Percy, you get what I'm trying to talk about? Yeah. Somebody, is it? Somebody who you can relate with down to earth. If, if I was talking to one brother, I said, the person I married, must, she must speak Gan. The Gan must be there. Because Gan yo Jimmy, and I must speak the Gan in my house. Or if you are an Aibe, and the, the Aibe must be there. I mean, for some people, you must be able to just have somebody to... Sometimes, when it is not there, after a while, when the love is gone down the friendship is gone down everything is gone down then you begin to go back to a girl person and start to talk the language that you want to talk is it not so common very very common and you go back to or if it's an a person you go back to the uh, uh, what do you call it and then you start to flow and then the relatives start to come and then when this you enter that wavelength if your wife cannot understand what they are saying so you just start and you're and then you just begin to move <laughs> Look, stand up to your feet. We'll continue next week. <laughs> Lift up your hands to the Lord. Say, Lord, teach me your ways. Your ways. Your love. Your will. And your plan. Begin to pray in the spirit and just commit yourself to the Lord. give you praise. We give you the honor. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. Just speak a word. I tell you, speak a word. Concern, you may not be mine, but concerning the future. Say, Lord, teach me your ways. Teach me your word. Some of you need to pray about successfully combined continuous marriage and adultery. You need to say, Lord, deliver me from this thing. Keep me, Lord, in your ways. Let me walk in your will. Let me do your will. Let me do your word. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you are here this morning, you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want to pray for you. Maybe somebody invited you, but you want to give your life to the Lord this morning. Maybe you are a religious person, but deep down in your heart, you know that you are not a born again Christian. And you want to say, Pastor, please pray for me today. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. Just stand wherever you are. Lift up your right hand. 
I'm going to pray with you as we close. God bless you. I see your hand. Lift it up high. Pastor, pray with me. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. And I want you to pray for me today. God bless you. I see your hand at the back there. I see your hands there. Lift it up high. Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I don't want to go to hell. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All those who have lifted up your hands, come to me. Come to me here where I'm standing. Just come from wherever you are. Come to me. Whenever we are doing an altar call, just clap. Clap for them as they come. You lifted up your hand over there. Come to Jesus. God bless you. Keep clapping for them. Lifted up your hand. I want to give my life to Jesus. Keep clapping for them. God bless you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Shall we pray? Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I give my life. Come, God bless you. Come this way. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I give my life to you. Please forgive me and wash me in the blood of Jesus. I accept Jesus as my personal savior from today. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.